National Sandwich Day in honour of the birth of the Earl of Sandwich. This is Fiorella de Maria bringing you the early show all the way from a country recovering from a storm. Should I say anything on the programme that strikes a chord, interests you, or, heaven help me, causes you to choke on your abstemious banana smoothie breakfast? Please let me know. As always, our call-in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Yes, indeed, it is National Sandwich Day, and here to celebrate this momentous occasion is the wonderful Sarah Taylor, back from her travels. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Fiorella. Really great to be with you this morning. It's also Feast of St. Martin de Porres, so happy feast day. I think that's probably more important, really, (laughs) somehow or other, though. I mean, how many people here are prepared to admit that they eat sandwiches on, on an almost daily basis? I mean, mm, isn't that how, what sandwiches are for? <laughs> yes. And how frequently do you live on sandwiches? Or no, I don't live on sandwiches. But I had ten children in my very small house the other day, celebrating All Saints' Day. Ten children, and in the end, it was six adults. It really is a small house for um, yeah. <laughs> for ten children and six adults. And um, obviously, there was no room to put everybody around a table, so we had sandwiches. And we ate them variously on a chair or on the floor, wherever you could find. It it was quite fun. It was an indoor picnic, basically. Yeah, that sounds like a wonderful way to celebrate any occasion. Yes. Is Maggie saying, I love sandwiches. Nothing like a good sandwich with fresh ingredients. Well, I mean, sandwiches are pretty much ubiquitous, aren't they? And all the variants, paninis and all the rest, they're just Mm. variants of sandwiches. And do you like to know that every time you make yourself a sandwich, you are in some ways being influenced by a gambling addiction no i had never made the link (laughs) (laughs) john montague the earl of sandwich the legend goes he was born on this day in 1718 and the the legend goes that he didn't want to leave the gaming tables which were really in at the time for for dissolute young men so he got his servant to make him said he said put some meat between two pieces of bread Oh, you could eat it with his hand, you see. So there we go. So yeah, it's really a sign that we're sliding. <laughs> yeah, it's a sign of the tearing of the fabrics of society. So just every time oh, you tuck into a sandwich, just think of the Earl of Sandwich. Um, Maggie saying, I had roast chicken sandwich yesterday for lunch with melted cheese, lettuce and tomatoes. Mm. I think your sandwiches are a lot more exotic than what I sort of... Um, sling together between two bits of bread and I've got a moment oh I've got a bit of slice of ham I've got some cheese whatever I can find in the fridge uh, Maggie saying you can't eat one of my sandwiches with only one hand <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's a serious sandwich it's amazing how heating a sandwich takes it to a whole new level I mean you mentioned paninis I feel yeah. they're a very superior type of class of sandwich that probably don't wish to be named sandwiches <laughs> well quite I mean, the, the, the in snack when I was at in my sixth form, so that's 16 to 18 um, mm. to, to our American listeners, um, the, the inn snack in our boarding house was toasted sandwiches, toasted cheese and tomato ketchup sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> it would be so lovely without the tomato ketchup, well, I think. Actually, it felt sort of like little calzone. Okay, yes. You know, in a way. And you put butter on both sides of the bread. 
okay. there, was a, there was a kitchen sandwich maker. Yes. And I remember a teacher saying, oh, you know, it's so bad for your, they're so bad for your waistline, you know, it's like all that fat. Um, when you're 16, you don't worry about that, do you? <laughs> no, and if you do worry about it, you don't need to be encouraged to worry. Yep. No. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad to hear, Maggie, I'm glad to hear you make proper sandwiches. Yeah, these, mm. are, these are sandwiches you can really sink your teeth into. So does anyone have a favourite sandwich filling? Anything you really fancy? I tell you, the, the sandwich filling I was told I was told was most disliked. I can't imagine anyone putting this in a sandwich. There was an old lady uh, when I was a child who used to talk about, I mean, I say old lady, I don't know how old she actually was. She had grey hair that she was old. Um, yeah, and she'd been, <laughs> it'd be anywhere from 40 to 90, really. Yeah, something like that, yes. Um, she had been um, evacuated as a child. Yeah. Such as that does age her. So she was would have been sent out of London about 1940. And she said, because of the shortages, of course, people did very imaginative things, like they made potato sandwiches and stuff. Um, potatoes, yeah, bread sandwiches, and potato. yeah. Layers of carb. Layers of carb. But she said that the, her family, who the couple who um, looked after her, used to give her beetroot sandwiches for lunch. Well, by the time, I can imagine enjoying a beetroot sandwich. No, 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 no. But she said uh, by the time she got to school lunch break, <laughs> the beetroot had seeped into the bread and it was oh. and squishy. <laughs> and I thought, yes, that tastes to me. Like, I, I can almost imagine sort of trying desperately in my wartime hunger to eat something like that. Oh, dear. Well, we always, we used to be always taken to the beach, the traditional seaside holiday as children. Uh, mm. You know, a day would be fixed when we were going to the beach and the weather yep. and any anything else was irrelevant. We were going to the beach. We went in sun. We went in hailstorms. We went in every weather. Yep. <laughs> and we used to say that uh, we, all, we took sandwiches with us. And so we, my siblings, used to joke that the choice of sandwich on the beach was squashed sandwich, sandy sandwich mm -hmm. or sat on sandwich. <laughs> Yep. Well, I, I remember being on the beach. This is one of these things. I married the traditional British seaside holiday. Um, I don't remember it being part of the vows, but it seems to be something yes. British people do. So I just got used to the idea. It's true. Um, it's, I think that's one of those things that you don't realise until you go somewhere else or marry someone else. But yeah, it's in the British uh, DNA, I think. It is the British DNA and, you know, where people eat whelks. And you get tormented by seagulls, and it's always cold. Um, okay, well, <laughs> yes. it's not always yes, yes. cold. I do remember some tick, very tick, nice tick. <laughs> Yes, tick, tick, tick. Yes. Um, yes, I remember once being being at uh, the bleakest seaside I've ever seen in my life. It was on the east coast, quite near to Cambridge, Hunstanton. Yeah. Which is not it's not the the cheeriest bit of, of Britain, really. And um, there was in the background there was one of these aqua centres where they teach you about the sea, teach children about the sea, and I could yes. hear the commentary on a loop and at this point the hermit crab the juvenile hermit crab grows out of its shell rather like a young knight might grow out of his armor and i thought it's quite a good analogy and so i'd heard it 20 times um <laughs> but anyway yes on one of these seaside holidays uh, my husband lost his sandwich to a seagull it literally swooped down and stole it from his hands gosh what a drama <laughs> yes indeed and do you know because my husband doesn't like seagulls. They really like him. Uh, yeah, animals, they, really, can, they seem yeah. to sense that, don't they? Yeah, they really, really do like him a lot. He has lost sandwiches, he's lost chocolate bars, he's lost fish and chips before to, um, seagulls. to, to seagulls. And, you know, they've never touched me. 
Mm. Uh, I lead a charmed life. The seagulls obviously, oh no, leave that one alone. Yes. Or perhaps yeah. they can sense your disdain, your slight <laughs> disdain for the <laughs> British, the great British seaside holiday. I don't know. <laughs> They're going for the kill with your husband. Because <laughs> yeah. seagulls are the most annoying. I, mean, I love birds. I cannot stand yes. seagulls. They're second only to vultures. Yeah, the sound. I, I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they make such a, I don't know if you get, do you get seagulls in the States or is this a p- peculiarly European phenomenon? Huge, ugly birds you only get, guess what, by the sea. And um, they make this noise that actually sounds like somebody is screaming. Um, there was one time I actually thought I could hear a child shouting, help, help. And it was only, it was a seagull. I was panicking, thinking there's a child in trouble. And it was actually a seagull. Um, <laughs> what is yes. this? Um, Maggie, what's this? Here we are. Um, oh, gosh, Den- Denise, I'm saying, um, my 25-year-old Asperger's son bought so much meat at the deli last weekend. We've been eating sandwiches almost every day this week. <laughs> and Apple and son have been taking them to work too, but we do love them. They are just <laughs> so convenient, aren't they? I mean, they go in your lunchbox. They're a nice afternoon tea snack. And I know this is a cause of some controversy, but cucumber sandwiches with the crusts mm. cut off are just perfect. You don't like cucumber sandwiches? I know I like them. Yeah, it's very traditional. <laughs> yeah. Um, the favourite treat. What is that? that took this boy's. Oh, this is oh, this is a seagull doing exactly this, uh, Maggie. Caught yes. in the act. Yes. Caught on CCTV yeah. <laughs> or whatever wow. it is. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, Dr. Torres is saying, Maggie, wasn't yesterday National Husbands Cook for the Family Day or something? King Dude should have been at the grill with his rub. Uh-huh. Well, yes, my husband was abroad. So um, guess what? I cooked. Um Oh my there's endless pictures of people having things snatched from them by seagulls. Look at the size of those birds. They are monsters. They are. That's a fish though. Oh right, okay. So I, I just wondered if it was it was one glory of the British beach that we hadn't sort of inflicted on anyone else. Um mm. Oh, Maggie, you cooked even though it was husband's cook for the family. King dude, shame. Shame when you didn't cook. What, what about those lovely steaks? You've had, how about a steak sandwich? Oh, no, we can't. It's Friday. No steak for sandwich. Tomorrow, for tomorrow. For tomorrow, a steak sandwich. Um, yes, I'm actually having to I'm having to break the no meat tradition today. Not, not for my family, but um, my children have a friend coming over who has really severe allergies. And I panic so badly when I have to cook from somebody who is going to keel over if I give them the wrong thing. Um, but she can eat bacon and eggs. Okay, that's so straightforward. Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of, she, she's not Catholic, so it's okay. I'm going to make her bacon and eggs. Uh, the rest yeah. of us will have, have something vegetarian. Um, but I was, it was when I discovered, I thought, it's okay, there's a huge, you know, gluten-free, dairy-free section in the supermarket. I'll find her something she can eat. And the mother said, oh, no, a lot of those, um, a lot of those things, in fact, do have gluten and, and lactose in. They're not very careful. Um, yeah, so, if you have <laughs> such a severe allergy, I don't know how these people go through life. It's so complicated somebody was telling me in the university that they had a student who was allergic to an enormous list of things including sunlight um, that i had oh but basically they don't have any pigmentation presumably were they I t- yeah i think i wonder if they were albino name this condition yeah. no they weren't albino but they were allergic to sunlight and many other uh, elements of nutrition and um it was really complicated for the college to kind of accommodate this person mm. and i was just thinking but what did they do then graduate university and then what like how yeah. it must be so complicated to 
try to manage your life. Now, I'm starting to realise if, if you have severe allergies, it is a disability. Mm, it, I mean, is, it affects yeah. all sorts of things. I mean, uh, years ago, uh, my children had another friend who had about five very severe allergies. And the mother used to come if, if if he came round, she would always come because she said, look, I'll just hover in a corner with the EpiPen. Just yeah. in case I was like, that's fine. I do not want to be responsible for the EpiPen if it all goes wrong. Um, Maggie's saying, I made some delicious baked chicken with our beast and butt drop and some satsumas, as we still have so many of them, with asparagus sautéed in coconut oil and some jasmine herb rice. It was delicious. Oh, gosh, that sounds wonderful. Mm, um, I love yeah. that we've started with food talk, we've by the way. We've started <laughs> with food and let's finish with food. I think it's a Friday and we're, we're all tired. Um Jacqueline's saying the only way to avoid hidden ingredients is never to eat any processed foods. Well, this Absolutely. is it. Absolutely, yeah. I just thought, oh, no, it's great, isn't it? That, you know, you've got these these great, great big long um, supermarket shelves full of these things, but the number of times they do, in fact, have extra ingredients in them that you, you're not expecting. Yes, and actually, I think it's more common when it's sort of allergen-free food because they're putting all kind of other things in to sort of compensate you know mm, yeah. <laughs> um, um how to make bread without wheat and that kind of thing you have to mix all yeah. kind of other things into it yes and no i mean i i think you know if if it were if it were me or my child i'd just i'd home cook everything because yeah. um there was an awful case some years ago here where um a girl she was quite a keen ice skater in fact so i've probably seen her on the on the competition circuit uh, at some point um, and she bought um uh, she bought a baguette from pret-a-manger Oh yes, Thinking, that was yeah. So do you remember tra- that? Very tragic, um, yeah. Natasha. Um, Natasha I I she was an ice skater. Yeah, she was. She was. Um, it, yeah, they mentioned it, and um, it, it claimed on it that you know that there was nothing in there she couldn't eat. It was only when she was in the air that she realised she when she started oh. reacting. So no, I think you just have to be completely, completely careful. So yes, it's going to be yeah. bacon and eggs tonight. Um, bacon and um, She said she likes yogurt. She likes lactose-free yogurt. So um, there's a whole range of lactose-free yogurt. It's Alpro, I think it's called. I'll get yes. her that, and that'll be that'll be everything. Yes. And her mum said she'll she'll give her some some snacks and things that she can eat as well. <sighs> yes, I have another friend here in. Uh, Cambridge who's allergic to many things but not so severely she doesn't have to be constantly carrying adrenaline and Mm. you know 999 on speed dial Um, but there are a lot of things she can't eat but she manages it so well because whenever we have a party or a dinner or anything she'll just always turn up with boxes of things in her bag yeah and just without making a big fuss but just get out she'll always have with her some things Mm. that she knows she can eat and I think that's lovely because it just avoids it being a big drama you know as you were saying if you're the person hosting Mm. trying to remember all this stuff it's Mm. uh, it can be difficult no no this girl's going to come with a whole selection of things so just in case there's a problem and I can't find the right thing she won't go hungry um it is 24 minutes past the hour you're listening to the early show with your hostess Fiorella de Maria and Sarah Taylor we have been talking about oh well if you've missed the show so far never fear you can get the whole of the early show as a podcast same day from crusademax.com we've been talking about national sandwich day we've started the show on food there's so many awful things going on in the world but you can't go wrong with a good wholesome hearty sandwich um 
Dr. Torres is saying, oh, we've also been talking about seagulls and the beach and stuff like that. There's, there, there is some Food kind of method seagulls, yes. Food and seagulls. <laughs> Dr. Torres is saying that's OK. I once saw a seagull in the claws of a hawk on the campus of Tem um, Temple University in Philadelphia. I was going down um, with my head down, almost almost stumbled on the two birds. The hawk was huge. Well, it I bet it was. to be. Yes. Yeah. But to be honest, that's where a seagull belongs. No, no offence to the seagull, but yes, thank you, hawk. Um <laughs> Endless because of the number of times, yes, they just they're so brazen. They just yeah. fly down, just take anything. And look at the size of that beak. You wouldn't want to yeah. really say no or engage no. in a battle, would you? Mm. For the fish, yeah, so, ma so many images of seagulls stealing food. Some of them are hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, Jacqueline's saying the worst is when a seagull drops a nasty bomb on your head oh, or your potato chip right before you. Ah, <laughs> oh, no. A nasty bomb. Oh, you poor no. thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> Really unpleasant. Oh, it has to happen somewhere, but why there? Yes, it's supposed to be good luck. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Just to make it feel better. Um, when I lived in Spain, there was a particular town which was famous for having storks. Hundreds of storks. They all nested on the roof of the church in this town. It was an amazing sight, actually. And uh, a friend had taken me to see them. But yes, yes, that thing happened storks are large animals and um yeah <laughs> with large bowels oh dear <laughs> but they yes. did say that oh it's good luck you know yeah <laughs> mm. it's, it's, it's not like a little robin or something yeah. it's not like a little sparrow doing it or something no, is it it's exactly. like yeah. oh dear oh dear um yes uh, jacqueline's saying the reason they steal food is because people feed them i bet you that is true i'm sure that's the reason they also say that they are becoming a lot more aggressive because um, with uh, fish stocks being lower, um, yes, they're coming inland. further out. Yeah. yeah, so they come and they raid bins and things. Um, so, yes, it's not a good thing. I mean, I, I don't know why people have this thing about feeding wild animals, particularly ones that are a pest. We have a family of five foxes living opposite my house. They are beautiful looking animals. They are also a nightmare and somebody is feeding them. They are looking very, very healthy and well fed. Uh, yes, so foxes are a pest. When I lived in London, a fox died on the little bit of tarmac in front of our front door, the little strip of tarmac, which was oh. our quote unquote garden. And... Um, there was the carcass of a fox one morning and we phoned the council and they said, no, I'm afraid we only clear it up if it's on public land. Um, if so you it's inside it down the road. your garden, we won't come. And my housemate at the time, really funny Spanish woman, said she wanted to call back and say to them, the fox expressed his final wishes. <laughs> He wished to be laid on the pavement. <laughs> That's where it, he is. <laughs> I take it, yes, I take it you sort of kicked him off the um, tarmac, did you? So he was on we the actually did the honourable thing, probably more fools us. We called a private waste disposal company and paid them a silly amount of money to go and remove the dead fox. But we didn't have any actual soil in that so-called garden. We couldn't dig him a grave. Right. And, uh, didn't fancy transporting him ourselves <laughs> oh dear um, um yes um maggie saying i would have just gone with a shovel and placed it onto the street that's, I what, know, I thought, that's what i assumed you did i, I, I thought too you... compliant 
<laughs> You're too nice. I would have done that, Maggie. Yeah, they would have had to have come then. Yeah. Um, no, I would. I would have just done that. Oh, oh it's funny. He, he, when rigor mortis set in, he just rolled. Um, <laughs> look how he yes. is. How did that um, happen? <laughs> yeah, soup today. Yes. Um, <laughs> could you be done for fox tipping? Fly tipping. Fox I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I think um, that was the problem. I had already phoned them and announced that he had died in our garden. So. Yep. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, let's get back to food. Dead foxes is a bit. Yes. Bad. Um, did you? Know, okay. Did you know on this day in 1906, the SOS signal was approved as the international distress call for ships at sea? I did not know that. No. Yes, in 1906, it was over an, a suggestion by Marconi that CQD should be the call. And what would that stand for? It was something, something distress. It was supposed to be like all ships distress. CQD, because SOS C- is save mm. our souls. No, well, apparently that's a backronym. Because it's Morse code. Yes, it just, it's this easy because it's like... Yeah, but I thought that was the Morse for S, the Morse yes. for O. But I think it's just because it's easy. To, for S. I think it's just because it's easy to tap out. Ah, pretty right. Short, okay. Pretty long, pretty short, um, and then they it became the, the acronym later. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, Jacqueline said, "Plastic bag put in the trash." The the, the fox. Can you can you imagine mm-hmm. the, the the bin man opening the opening the bin and there's just foxes looking at him? Yes. Um, <laughs> Could, I mean, who would anyone have noticed if you'd put that in the in your bin, you know? Well, here we are. Thanks for all the hints. In case you <laughs> again. But I now have a garden with swill, so... Right. Um, <laughs> Next time Mr Fox uh, expires in my garden, I shall dig him a grave. <laughs> could you please not do that? Because in our old house, uh, in our, our old, old house, the children yeah. were very little at the time and they were digging in the garden. And they came back to me with a, a handful of bones, really excited to say, oh, a dinosaur! Oh. We found a dinosaur! <laughs> it was yeah. someone's dog! Um, oh, dear. You know, and I just I was like, put it back! Yeah. Yes. So uh, I'm, I'm not sure about, but you have to bury things nice and deep. deep. If you yes. yes. Things. Um, oh, six it, foot under. Yes. Uh, the, yes. That's why we say six foot under, isn't it? Um, yes. The king dude saying, "Everybody, refresh the chat room to see our newest edition. I am doing so now. Refresh." Um. What am I looking at? Uh, da, 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 da. I'm looking at the new edition. Oh, is this is this um Oh the Hall of Fame? Oh look at that. Is that is that the new thing that I didn't notice before? That's lovely. Um everybody oh, refresh nice. everybody refresh their page, please. Scroll to the bottom. Okay, no, that's not it, because that was there before I never noticed. Um load uh breaking news. Um <laughs> Load more. Okay, what am I not noticing? Oh, oh, it's all the um, all the people who've who've um, donated. Is that right? Am I close? <laughs> it's, uh, by the way, it's also um, World Jellyfish Day. I think I thought I'd point this out to you. You can't eat jellyfish, I don't think. No, I wouldn't want to try. How would you catch it? I'd imagine they're fairly easy to catch, but I'm not sure there'll be very much of them left by the time you've the Wall of Fame. Deceased listeners. I don't know. That was what I was looking at. Deceased listeners, chatters, chat room moderators. Oh, there's Shannon and Craig Silverman. There we are. No, that is lovely. Mm. Um, I'm very sorry. I I never knew either of them, but I know. I remember. I remember Shannon being being talked about very fondly. Um, that's a lovely idea. 
Um, yes, I don't think you can eat a jellyfish easily. I think it would just... They're, they're not very substantial. No. Snacks go. They're not um, appealing. They don't appeal at all. <laughs> um, but then people eat snake, don't they? So Oh, um, it doesn't appeal either. I don't... Oh, dear me, no. Yep. <laughs> no, prefer grass than snake. <laughs> well, there was... Um, they, uh, they actually say that um, the... One of the biggest causes of complaint, you know, when people phone in to complain about a BBC or, or, or any television programme, it was actually a scene in Michael Palin's Around the World in 80 Days. I think he was in Singapore yes. when they brought they brought out a live snake in a restaurant. Oh, um, yes. And it, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes. And a lot of and you can see Michael Palin looking as if he's about to faint. Um, and there were <sighs> record complaints about that. People did not appreciate that at all you know Fiala I'm actually okay with spiders but I'm not really a fan of snakes it seems to me it's either one or the other I think it's the way they move you've yeah. got a problem with things that slither or things that crawl yes um is saying nice tribute to their contribution King Dude I think it's lovely um Maggie's saying if snakes were actually delicious in any way southerners would have found a way to deep fry them and serve them in restaurants uh, that's what happens so they can't uh, be delicious quite i um, agree maggie but <laughs> in victoria good morning all rolling through the roller coaster that is west virginia right we've got to go to an ad break you are listening to the early show our call in telephone number is 844-527-8723 that's 844-527-8723 and the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary and pictures of seagulls and sandwiches at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Do talk to us. Do join the conversation. The early show will continue in a few moments here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio, the way it should be. You take the peanuts and you crack them, you crack them, you crack them, crack them, crack them. Peanut, peanut butter, and jelly. Peanut. Good morning, all you early risers and insomniacs. Those of you catching the show's rebroadcast at midday, for those of you just joining us, you are listening to the early show with your hostess from across the pond, Fiorella de Maria. Our call in telephone number is 844-527-8723. That's 844-527-8723. And the Crusader Stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat. Do talk to me. Do join the conversation as you enjoy an abstemious sandwich for breakfast. It might even be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You can probably tell how I feel mm. about a song by how quickly I come in with the intro. <laughs> Mike, that was dreadful. Um, <laughs> if you have missed the show so far, however, uh, never fear. You can get the whole of the early show as a podcast, same day, from crusademax.com. And I have on the show with me today, Sarah Taylor. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, Fiorella. Um, I have a point of interest. Have you ever actually had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? 
I haven't even had a peanut butter and jam sandwich, Sarah. No. <laughs> That's what we would call it. I used to imagine, you see, over here, this side of the ponds in the UK, for us, jelly is a wibbly wobbly fruit flavoured dessert that you serve at a children's party um and when i used to hear that peanut butter and jelly sandwich i used to really imagine trying to fit it between two slices of bread it wouldn't work but we don't have um we don't have those sandwiches here and they're a really big thing in the states it's mm. cultural differences are, are interesting including in sandwiches yeah <laughs> um i wanted to ask you sarah how have you been affected by the storm were, were you Yes, it was, well, it was wet, wet, wet. It was rainy. Mm. It's all pretty sodden today, but we have a beautiful blue sky this morning. So yeah. a storm has passed. Yes, it's looking a lot brighter. It was very, very windy last night uh, and very yes. wet. Uh, so it's, it's just nice. I mean, it felt, it was actually quite dark outside. It, it felt quite spooky, but yes, it's, it's past Storm Kieran. I think has passed now. Um, the, we had another storm a couple of weeks ago, which was more dramatic here. Storm Babette, um, yes. Babette, yes. And it mm -hmm. was so unusual because normally in the UK, um, the west of the UK gets most of the rain as the pressure moves from the Atlantic. And here where I am in the east, in Cambridge, it's, it's on average the sunniest part of the UK. In mm. fact, it has a similar rainfall to Jerusalem. It's actually quite dry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but we were pounded by Babette and it was unusual. It was on the east coast. I think we just had the tail end of it in Cambridge, mm. but it rained continuously for four days and four nights. I was starting to think of the story of Noah's Ark. Yes, I mean, it has really rained almost constantly. It's, it's lovely to see some blue sky. It just really has, the country's been absolutely pounded with rain. Um, Philip, I'm so sorry I've just seen in the chat room uh, your message. Good morning, everyone. I got the news yesterday. My brother passed away at 12.30am. He'd been battling mm -hmm. brain cancer. A good Catholic husband and father of five no coincidence, God called him home on the Feast of All Souls in your charity if you would pray for the repose of my brother Conrad's soul during this month. I would be grateful. Of course, please, could we all pray for Conrad? I'm so sorry for your loss, Philip. Yes, um, indeed. I'm sorry to hear that, Philip. Yeah. That's um, very sad. But, but what a beautiful day to, mm. to ask. I mean, that's, that's really beautiful. Um, Dr. Torres, that picture, I have just had to scroll down to avoid <laughs> it. You do realise that Cambodia has the Khmer Rouge to thank for its odd eating habits, don't you? It was when, when they were all starving to death under Pol Pot. Yes, when um, you are literally, literally starving on the verge of death, that might look like an appetising dish. That's when you start frying spiders. Apparently it is still a delicacy because they discovered that fried, fried uh, insects and spiders are really delicious. They can keep them. I have no desire ever to eat a spider um neither to live under the Khmer Rouge nor to eat things like rats and spiders and so no, thank you very much you think they'd be very very keen to, to run away from that particular memory Denise um, you have you've taken the words out of my mouth what intarnation is that um as uh, Jacqueline said uh, kind of looks a bit like the time I ordered calamari in the keys I've got a plate full of tiny little octopi um oh, sorry. I'd rather eat calamari really yeah. <laughs> calamari is quite good well, Dr Torres so you know you've brought um you brought out the southern in someone when they say tarnations I didn't know that expression at all it, it sounds it sounds like fun um I guess it's a sort of softer version of damnation is it um and Denny sent praying for 
uh, Conrad's soul and your consolation, Philip. May Conrad rest in eternal peace. Lovely. And Paul C. as well. So, so sorry for you. We'll pray for Conrad's soul and your family. Um, Dr. Torres saying, spiders are okay, I guess. I prefer beetles myself. Mm -mm, nothing like a good belly plate. No, oh, well. do you know something? No. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd make a very good companion to Bear Grylls um, in, in the middle of the, the wilderness, because I think I would probably starve to death rather than eat termites. Um, but you know Dr. Torres can have our chef, Yuella. Yeah. Um, Funny, he, he can enjoy them. <laughs> um, oh, I see. A good song from childhood, Dr. Okay. Oh, is this the, is this the peanut butter, butter and jelly song? Oh. <laughs> yes, there are times where I just have to intervene. I know it's probably very bad etiquette to speak over the lyrics, but uh, <laughs> yes, Dr. Um, Denise said, I never cared for jelly, but grew up on peanut butter. I do remember the first time I was given peanut butter, and I, I, I remember it being spread on the bread and thinking, no, that doesn't look very nice, and it tasted great. Mmm. Yes, really good. Like better. Yeah. When I was in the States, I don't know if it's everywhere. I was in New York. They ate peanut butter with everything, not only on bread or in sandwiches. They ate it on fruit, any kind of fruit, apple, grape, banana. Well, um, it seems. peanut butter and peanut apple. Butter on top. Mm. Peanut mm. butter and apple slices is very good. For, it's, uh, sportsmen tend to have it as a snack because of ah, the protein. Um, okay. Because yeah. my... My daughter eats peanut butter all the time. It's just a very easy way of getting uh, a, big, yes. a big protein, protein kick. in a jar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and adds it to smoothies and things because it's it's a big battle athletes have just to get enough protein. Um, yes. So, yeah. Um, oh, King Dude is saying it's from a children's album, Fiorella Files. You're a song Scrooge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a song Scrooge it's a bit strong King Dude <laughs> I had an LP I had a record remember those days of vinyls yeah I had a record as a child called Bedtime Sing Along with Wally Whiten um, who's probably disappeared mm. that he was an Irish singer and this is the only thing I've, I'd, I'm guessing he was probably uh, this is probably a sort of 1970s thing that I'd inherited and some of the songs I mean I loved his songs but some of them were absolutely outrageous they would never be um, allowed now there's one about when I was single oh then how when I was single my pockets would jingle and then he got married I married me a <laughs> wife for then <laughs> yes I'm song. Yes. I married me a wife she's the curse of my life and I wished I was single again <laughs> and my oh. wife she died. Charming, charming <laughs> <man>. <laughs> she, my wife, she died. I laughed till I cried. I mean, and this, this is a children's song. <laughs> I remember singing along to this. I married me another. She's the devil's grandmother. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, when you're a child, often these things go really very much over your head, though. And then I think as an adult, we look back and think, what? <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Or what were they thinking of? What were they thinking? Let's get back to food. Yes, <laughs> I don't care for the classic grape jelly. Um I've, I've never had grape jam before, grape preserve. That's interesting. Um, no. Maggie saying, same, never cared for jelly, much prefer just good old-fashioned peanut butter sandwich with a glass of milk. Oh, sounds good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I never liked that. I've never liked drinking milk. Um, I, I had to have chocolate powder and things in it. Didn't, didn't like the taste of it neat. Um, no. I used to dread the days, the, the moment in nursery school where the, the, the free milk came out. Yes, yeah. there was a big controversy. Uh, yeah. By the way, there, there was a big controversy in Britain um, when Margaret Thatcher got rid of free milk. Yes, she yes. axed it by the time I was at nursery. I was just thinking that, Fiola, you were um, just a year or two ahead of me. Um, no well, milk I, at my nursery. I 
I think, in fact, she had already axed it, but they were just vehemently, you know, with, out of their own pockets, making sure we all got milk. Right. Margaret Thatcher did me, she, she was, there were actually protests with um, people shouting, Thatcher, Thatcher, milk snatcher. Um, do you know, she could have the milk. I, 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 re <laughs> I really hated the milk. <laughs> it was a post-war thing to make sure children got enough nutrition. The feeling was, by the end of the 70s, we really ought to be a bit beyond having to have free milk. But do you know something... I, I don't know. I, I've n I never liked it myself, but you seem to me to be a, a glass of milk girl. Sarah. Yes, I, I quite like her. I remember there was an advertising slogan when we were young, nice cold ice cold Ice cold milk. milk. I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I hated it in any warm or cold. I can enjoy it. Oh, <laughs> I'll no, have your milk. Dr. Torres will have your spiders. Yeah. And um, you, can, you can have the peanut butter. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have the peanut butter, that's fine. I'll have the peanut butter sandwich. Um, Paul C, love peanut butter or Jay on toast. Um, Dr. Torres said, we also used to sing as we ate a peanut butter sandwiches. Peanut butter and jelly, that's what I like in my belly. Right. Okay. Um, here we go. What's this, Dr. Torres? Okay, it's not a spider. That's absolutely fine. Pot belly sandwich. Okay. P, P B and J, creamy peanut butter, grape jelly. I, I don't know. I just, um, it doesn't appeal. I think I'll stick with straight peanut butter. Um, Paul C saying, King Dude, the Wall of Fame is a great addition to the chat room. Yes, here, mm. here. Um, Paul C saying, peanut butter is definitely top five food if stranded on a desert island. Yeah, very, very good for you, I think, probably. Um, Lady Bell, I mean, peanut butter is delicious. It's inside a, um, Reese's Pieces as well. Oh, that's a chocolate mm. thing, isn't it? Yes. yes, I remember having um, that. Oh, is this celery with peanut butter? No, celery with nothing. No, no, no just not celery. No. Um, yeah. See, I, ha I had that in New York: celery, apple, banana, everything you can imagine with peanut butter. No, <laughs> I just don't like celery. The only good thing about it is it contains negative calories, but that is the only <laughs> thing. Um, Maggie, Maggie, saying, you know what else is delicious with peanut butter? Apples. Love dipping mm. apples into peanut butter. Yeah. Um, Denise, um, agreeing with the wall of fame wonderful addition um but i wonder how the king doodle maggie will ever learn when i pass into eternity no one else in my family's listening i'll have to leave instructions oh oh please do but don't, don't let's even think think of such an occasion um well i've got it actually okay on saying on the subject of food for a moment you know we were talking about typically english foods last time it was a few weeks since you've been on the show uh, but yes, I'm sure we can come back to it. <laughs> well, we, you can always bounce back. Well, I was looking back to the, you know, the um, foods people can't believe are real until they come to England. Well, one of them was potato bread, which apparently is still widely eaten. I don't. Think oh, that's I've an ever... Irish food, potato bread. Yeah. I've I had don't it recall. Though. Yeah, I don't recall it being a big deal here at all. Mm. Um, I yeah. think where I've had it is in a breakfast buffet in a hotel. So probably that's where tourists have had it as well. It's not really something that most people eat day to day. Maybe they do in Ireland. I'm not sure. Yes. Um, certainly the next thing that came up was the full English breakfast. Um, mm. Fried well, eggs, bacon, sausages, <laughs> yeah, fried tomato, fried mushrooms, baked beans, chips. I've never had chips with a with No, 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 chips is wrong. Um, Take out chips, but the yeah. rest of it, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the full English is pretty much, I think, my, my favourite bit of English cuisine. Yes. Um, we, we have it's, this. We, we always go, we go to Beef Eater every week, one, one morning a week, every Thursday, and have the full 
full English breakfast, there's a, a special deal where it's uh, free. Um, that's and a lovely know, way to start your Thursday. <laughs> it's a great way to start Thursday. And, you know, um, yesterday, because it had been Natalia's birthday, they brought out a great big chocolate bar and a card saying happy birthday from the beef eater team. Ah, that's not so lovely. Mm. So, we had the, <laughs> so you're really their regulars. <laughs> yes, they, they, they know us very well. Well, the other week I was there with um, some of my children's friends and the maitre d' went, um, sorry, you always come with different children. Um, I was just wondering if you belong to some cult or something. And I just thought I'd politely ask you. Yes, she knows me well enough now to actually ask. No, I don't belong to a cult, just a big Catholic family, that's all. Um, with friends um, and With dishes. friends, yes, with, with, with plenty of extras, uh, extras coming along. Maggie saying, yes, please leave instructions, Denise. Um, absolutely. Um, Dr. Torresing, there's a burger joint in the Heights neighbourhood of Houston that does a version of this burger. Peep. Peanut butter and jelly burger? Oh, um, that doesn't sound appetising. I like peanut butter. I like jam. And I like burgers. But combining them, oh. No, thank you very much. According to Dr. Torres, it's so delicious. Well, uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it, I think. Um, Just Daisy. like spiders. You're welcome to them all, Dr. Torres. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes, fortunately, only Sarah and, and the team at the QSA channel could see my face when that picture popped up in the chat room. Um, I'm sure Dr. Torres <laughs> you just how your face would be if you're Ella. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, JT said, I enjoyed Devonshire cream in England. Oh, Devonshire cream is too wonderful. It's Denny Sem saying, no thanks, Dr. Torres. Yes. And Maggie mm. also, that looks horrible, Dr. Tor Torres. Whoever created this bur burger has no taste buds. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes sorry, you're, you're outflanked here, Dr. Torres, just this once. But I would rather have that burger than fried spiders. Absolutely. And I'd rather have with than any of that a lovely scone with devonshire cream devonshire cream's been put into my mind now mm, yes, scone scone oh. and jam and cream mm. it's <laughs> another just... great way to eat jam mm. we well, see i originally wanted to call the early show the full english breakfast but it was felt it would not be understood um across <laughs> the across the um, atlantic okay now, ah. now you've unpacked that for us yes now i've unpacked that we go um the other thing that came up was crumpets with lots of butter Oh, love crumpets with butter. Yes. My, I remember being given crumpets as a child for breakfast yeah. or for tea. Mm. And with really a bit delicious. of honey that kind mm. of melts through them. Do they have crumpets? Do you all have crumpets in the States? It's sort of circular bread type thing with loads and loads of little holes going all through it. So yeah. you spread butter and it just seeps all the way through it's really nice mm, and you've got you've got the texture and everything a little bit mm. of jam actually on a hot crumpet with butter butter and jam mm, it's just, delicious uh, absolutely wonderful or a sausage roll oh mark paul sees what's a crumpet can someone put a picture of a crumpet into the chat room it has to be seen really to be understood it's the classic you know it's part of your afternoon your cozy high tea like with scones and jam and things like that it's hot buttered crumpet oh it's a wonderful thing to have um in winter actually mm. I always associate it with, with tea time in, in winter. Um, or another one is the sausage roll. That is a sausage within pastry, not a sausage in bread, a sausage in pastry. And it's very, oh. very popular. I didn't yeah. know that was a particularly British thing. That's interesting. Apparently, well, yes, comfort food, Paul C. saying comfort. Absolutely, that's what it is. That There was actually a Christmas number one. We built the city on sausage rolls. <laughs> do you remember that yes um no i didn't yeah. uh, dr torres thank you that's, that's that is that is a proper high tea there there's 
tea in little but, see, that, but, but hang on mm. sorry that tea to the right has no milk that is not an english tea um and scones and and cream and jam and yes absolutely um oh sarah thank you that crumpets. is what it looks that's what crumpets <laughs> look like okay in the chat room there um i have never sarah had a relish rare, rare bit uh, it's just a cheese sandwich, isn't it, Fiala? Okay, so it's toasted it's <laughs> I believe cheese on toast. It's a toasted yeah. cheese sandwich. It's what you used to have in the sixth form, but minus the ketchup. Right, with bacon. I believe, although if there's a Welsh person who wants to correct me, um, <laughs> it's I think Welsh rabbit, which a lot of people think is Welsh rabbit, but it isn't. It's rabbit. Um, yes. I think it has. Um, it comes with eggs. Ah, okay. Yes. So it's more than a cheese sandwich. There you go. I yeah. stand corrected. <laughs> um, oh, um, Paul C says, looks like English muffins, as we call them here. Delicious. No, English muffins are slightly different. They're very soft white rolls, English muffins. Crumpets, um, they have you can't holes really see. In them. Maybe you can't quite see in my picture. They've got lots <gasps> of find another picture. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, um, Dr. Torres is pointing out the tea bag was invented in Wisconsin, uh, however. This is quite possible. Um, of course, originally, tea bags would have been regarded as terribly decadent because, you know, tea, you know, you have the tea, tea leaves of the little strainer and all of yes. the rest. Whereas these days, life is just too short most of the time. I do have a tea strainer and I do get given loose leaf tea at Christmas time. And there is something very special about loose leaf tea. But most of the time, let's face it, you just dunk a tea bag in your mug. Ah, we there you are. Yes, that's it, Maggie. That's Ralph Rabbit. Rabbit. That's absolutely it. It's a very fancy kind of cheese mm. on toast. Yeah, yeah, with a little bit of mustard and and Worcester sauce and things like that. Um, Philip's saying we call crumpets English muffins. Ironically, right? Gosh, it does get complicated. Oh, yes. <laughs> we <laughs> get, we're getting really lost now. <laughs> oh, that's it. We'll see. Those are crumpets. That's what we yes. understand by English crumpets. That's it. Um, oh, and Sarah, you've put some in as well with honey. Honey, that's, that's the way to have them. Mm. Yeah, that's just perfect. Um, and uh, number forty, drum roll. What is the ultimate English food? Roast beef. Okay, that's the French, uh, you know, not so polite name for English people. It's roast, roast beef. beef. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's roast beef with, or any roast meat actually, but roast beef is sort of the classical roast. Can be roast chicken, can be roast pork, roast lamb, with Yorkshire puddings, gravy, mm. lots of vegetables. Um, yes, roast Horse potatoes. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm getting hungry. This is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great food program, Fiala. Love joining you on a Friday for this yep. food <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, there's lots of stuff going into the... Aha, okay, someone has... Philip has put in, you know, crumpet yes. versus English muffin, so you can That's see right. the difference. Yeah. See, the muffin over there at the top, it's like a bit floury and soft. Mm. And then the crumpet... It's a different texture. It's slightly rubbery and it's got holes in it. I think that's achieved by a lot of bicarbonate of soda, mm -hmm. which kind of bubbles right through it and creates all those holes. Yeah. Some of my children love crumpets. Others can't stand the texture. Mm, the texture is um, very particular, isn't mm -hmm. it? Well, apparently, according to, according to this, toasted sandwiches is very British. Oh, the sandwich toaster. Yes. Um, and it's particularly with the cheese. Yeah, you have a toasty machine which actually makes them sealed. Um, yes. Yeah. So the, I did but not yeah, know that. Maggie was saying that I think was it Maggie this morning saying that her speciality sandwich has has melted cheese in it. Yes. So, 
There we go. Um, Yes, obsession with bacon. We all love bacon. Yes. Bacon sandwich, (laughs) bacon butties. um, Absolutely. (laughs) Batter on everything. Battered fish, battered sausage, Mm. battered... This is true. I think that's slightly more of a Glaswegian thing. That's more of a Scottish thing. But we still do like battered fish, certainly. Yes, that's also true. And so so do the seagulls. (laughs) Yeah. It's a typical seaside seaside meal, isn't it? Battered fish. Clotted cream has got a mention in the list of most English foods. Oh, very good. Someone mentioned Devonshire cream, yes. It was JT. Well done. Yep. Devonshire cream and black pudding. What is wrong with blood sausage or black pudding, as you call it? I mean, do you eat black pudding? Love it. Yeah, it's so yes. hard. It's such a hearty it's food. Delicious. A lot of people yeah. are very scared of it, though. I think the idea of it being blood, it's true. You wouldn't eat blood in its um, natural (laughs) raw raw form normally. Mm. But in a black pudding, it is delicious. Yes. If Um, you haven't tried it, try it. Well, Dr. Torres is saying, I like my tea steeper thing, tea strainer. Um, mm. It's as easy as a tea bag. I think it is. I think possibly the tea bag, the tea leaves take a bit more um, cleaning up afterwards. But there's just something very pleasing about a tea strainer. You know, just pop, pop it on, you know, pop it in the, the top of the... Um, or, well, you either, you either put it on top of your mug with the leaves and pour the water through, or you put the tea leaves straight into a teapot. That's really what a teapot is for. Yes, that's right. So, and then you strain it as you pour it mm, out of the pot. Um, though people still use teapots with tea bags, mm-hmm. which I find interesting because you, you actually don't need the bag if you have the teapot. No, that's that true. Was the whole point. I suppose it just comes in bags nowadays. We went to um, a lovely visit to an an old, old castle just outside of York. And they were explaining how hundreds of years ago, the tea was in a muslin bag and it was Mm. a very great delicacy. So the lady of the house would make tea in this, in this muslin and, um, you know, serve tea to her guests. Then when everybody in the house had had tea, those same tea leaves would go to the servants hall and there was a hierarchy as well. It would be, you know, first the housekeeper and the cook. Mm -hmm. And when they had had their tea, then use it again and the rest of the servants can have tea. And when they They've all enjoyed tea. It then goes around the village. The very same tea leaves. Same tea leaves, <laughs> so yeah. The experience of tea would be quite different if you were a yes. villager, you know, compared to one of the family living in the castle. Yes, incredible, <laughs> isn't it? Um, mm. well, no, the, whole, the whole tea ritual, that's why I think um, my children say sometimes we have quite a lot in, in common with the Japanese in that sense. And they do tea Tea drinking is a, is a big social ritual. Yes. It's not just slinging it, you know, there's a whole... Um, uh, Maggie's saying, I make the McDonald's version of the English ma- muffin meal here at home all the time. Yes, the mm. muffin is the English muffin, isn't it? That's right. It yes. is, yes. I've only once ever had the McMuffin, I think, was when, um, uh, <laughs> of course, it was an ice skating situation. It always of has course, to be, doesn't that's it? That's where all your travels and culinary adventures come from. Always. Yes. The, only <laughs> place, yeah. the only place we could find to eat at four o'clock in the morning, funnily enough, was a 24-hour McDonald's. That's what they um, exist for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we walked in and the people behind, the, the poor dozing teenager behind the counter looked quite surprised that anyone had rolled in at that hour of the morning. And it was McMuffins all round. Yeah. Um, yes. 4 a.m. Uh, Goodness. Yeah. Me. 4 a.m. I just. Yeah. You, you sort of. It's a bit like being one of those small nocturnal animals, really. Um, 
JT saying black pudding was a family recipe, the one popular with the younger generation. I just think a good fried slices of black pudding. Wonderful for if you're anemic. That's why I've always eaten. Oh, that's of right, yeah. of course, for the if, iron. Yeah, if you're if you've got low blood blood count, it's one of those things you're prescribed practically. It's um, mm. black, but it's a cheap way of getting a lot of iron because the best thing to do is have lots of steak. But you know that's a bit difficult. more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do love a good steak, but yes. <laughs> I do love a good... Well, we had steak night for my daughter's birthday. That was... Ah, uh, how lovely. On, on my children's birthdays, they get to choose their dinner. And this year it was steak. Mm. So had, I got the griddle out and there was much sizzling of steaks. It's very nice. You know, that's also a great French meal, steak frites. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think of frites being, being at all French, but I mean, just frying anything being very French. But mm. am I wrong about that? Well, no, that's a good, I think it's traditional. But you know, with traditions, you don't really know how far back they go. But that's a very great mm-hmm. French meal. Yes. Steak yeah. and chips. Steak. Yeah. Yes. It seems, things become traditions very quickly, don't they? It's like people go on about you know the boat race every year, the Oxford-Cambridge boat race. Yes. Someone pointed out that the boat race is only about 150 years old, which in British terms is really not that long. And yet it's this huge, immutable tradition. Um, yes. Because- I think it's when it just, it just gets so embedded in our culture, doesn't it? Mm. People were pointing that out about the coronation as well. Every little thing that happens seems that it must be an immovable tradition. But in fact, every coronation has variations. So every single little detail is not as traditional as we all think <laughs> yeah absolutely well they point out that the that whole thing of you know the the navy um pulling the the gun carriage you know um in the funeral cortege yes um is seen as a very old tradition actually it only dates back to queen victoria's funeral because or after queen victoria's funeral because it used to be drawn by horses but one of the horses bolted oh. um at queen victoria's funeral, and they actually thought do you know something we don't want runaway horses with with her, her majesty's coffin thanks very much so all the royal funerals after that had the navy pulling pulling along them because I suppose once you've done it once, then the new sailors coming in are like, no, we know all about this. It's our role. Yes, Don't this is what us. we do. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. It is eight minutes past the hour. You are listening to The Early Show with your hostess, Fiorella de Maria, de Maria and Sarah Taylor. We have been mostly talking about food, you'll be pleased to hear. So if you have missed the show so far, get it as a podcast. Same day from crusademax.com. But food, food and more food. National Sandwich Day. English foods that most people actually have no idea about until they come to England and suddenly get potato bread or battered fish or full English breakfast thrown at them. Um, uh, um, Denise, I'm saying I skip the ham. Canadian, because Ma- Maggie is saying Canadian ham, cheese and egg on English muffin. Always delicious. And mm. Denise saying I skip the ham. We call it egg muffin. That <laughs> well, that's the that's the Friday version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a great egg muffin. is great as a as a little as a light meal. Um, oh, and just as an aside, total knee replacement is one week from today. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, very scared emoji there. Don't worry at all. It'll be you'll be running around before you know it. But let's I'm sure you'll be now. in great hands, Denise. But we'll we'll be praying. Yes, we'll, we'll miss you. We'll miss you in the chat room uh, next Friday. But we will be praying. Um, Dr. Torres is saying, can we talk about croque-madame? We may talk about croque-madame. Now, you're, you're more um, able to talk about this, I think. 
when we learned when we learned french that was the classic thing when we had to role play cafes was oh je voudrais un croque croc madame et un citron pressé s'il vous plaît that was all we understood to be the the archetypal french snack Yes, well, I suppose it's the thing on the menu that you wouldn't get in England, isn't it? Yes. The rest would be pretty familiar, you know, ham sandwich or something. Yeah. Uh, but yes, there it is. Dr. Torres has posted a beautiful picture. Yeah, your more recent pictures are the nicer ones, Dr. Torres. Thank you. Let's, that let's one stick is lovely. with it. Yeah. <laughs> and am I right in thinking a croque madame is um, the one with the egg on the top and croque monsieur does not have the egg? Correct. The both both have a toasted cheese sandwich. You see, a toasted cheese sandwich acquires so much more kind of panache when you name it in another language, like Brini yeah. or <laughs> Coque Monsieur. Yeah. Uh, good morning, WK Sumner, uh, Denny Sam. I won't be running, but walking for sure. There we go. You'll see. You'll be doing a half marathon before you know it. Um, <laughs> WK Sumner saying, I had that in 2020, and I'm very glad I did. There you are, just in case you needed any encouragement. That's good to know, though. Um, on a sort of sideways subject of food, do you remember, Sarah, the Hovis bread advert? No. <laughs> oh, because you didn't, you didn't have a television. There was an, no. it's, been, it's been described as the most iconic advert of all time. Um, Hovis is the, the go-to bread, um, bread maker here. You know, all your sliced bread, you get it from Hovis. And they had an advert in the 80s where you had, in fact, it went back much, it was much earlier than that. It was 50 years ago it first came out, but they just kept showing it and showing it because it was just, it was such a beautiful advert. And it showed a 13-year-old delivery boy with his bike and his loaves of bread in, in, the, in the pannier at the front, yes. going up Gold Hill in Shaftesbury, which is quite close to where I went to school. And I think it's the steepest hill in England. Ah, um, OK. Yeah. It, yeah. It's supposed to be Yorkshire. They've all got Yorkshire accents, but it's actually Gold Hill in Shaftesbury. And it is a very, very steep, incredibly beautiful hill, cobbled, yes. cobbled streets. And you see him struggling up the hill with his bike and all his bread and delivering the bread. And then you see him speeding down <laughs> afterwards and it's got the the Vorjak's New World Symphony in the background and it just became everyone thinks of that as the Hovis bread music to this day beautiful and, yeah yeah but it's absolutely it's a, it's a beautiful advert you can look it up on YouTube the Hovis bread advert and it meant that Gold Hill in Shaftesbury became a major tourist destination and there's actually um, a giant Hovis loaf at the top, or there used oh. to be. I don't know if it's still there. <laughs> I need it, to visit. <laughs> yes, it's beautiful. If I can ever bear to go back to Shaftesbury, I will definitely go back to that hill. It's absolutely stunning. But they have decided to recreate that advert. The 13-year-old bread boy is now um, in his 60s. Oh. And so he's Carl Barlow who originally starred in the advert, um, has said that it was a huge part of his life and he's delighted to recreate it, though the hill will seem a lot steeper now. <laughs> um, and there'll be a yes. new, there's, there's going to be a new um, boy on a bike um, who will be accompanying him, 11-year-old Alex, um, what's his name, Alex Freeman, and it looks mm. really sweet. The whole thing, it's set in sort of immediately, it's very nostalgic. It's set in immediately post-war Britain, sort of austerity Britain. So he's there in his cloth cap, you know, and his, and his whites. Yeah. Uh, and they're just, they've decided to, um, just to rehash. It's, it's just, it's a lovely, um, it's, 
it's, it's just a very, very beautiful advert. And he said, yes, it's going to be harder to make it to the top of the hill, but the ride down is still just as great. Um, well, it sounds very sweet, although... You know, there's a part of my mind that can't help thinking that um, a big national company like Hovis is sort of appealing to the nostalgia of having your own independent baker who delivers your bread. I'm sure they were instrumental in, um, you know, pushing out those independent bakers. Yeah, it's trying this- to factory product <laughs> delivered throughout yeah. the nation. I think we actually did have an independent baker in our nearest little town when I was young. So mm. we never, we, we honestly didn't buy Hovis because we actually yes. bought bread from the baker. <laughs> yes, that is the irony, isn't it? It's, it but it's, yeah. it's appealing to that sense of the, the littleness of, you know, local Britain and village life and things like that. Um, yeah, so it's like how Kipling appeals to the idea of home making your cakes where it's, you know... It, it's it, it appeals to one thing whilst doing the opposite. It's, yes, yeah. it's Kipl- Kipling's cakes were the again the go-to place to buy your fran- French fancies and your Viennese worlds and your little little cakes for a party. Um, and they Kipling had the slogan "naughty but nice." Mm. Um, that was the yes, and it did just mean it's not having to bake your own stuff anymore. Um, WK Sumner saying rehab was harder than I expected the knee surgery, but I got through it and left leg is pain-free and working great. That's very encouraging. There you go, Denise. Nothing to worry about. Hmm. So, well, I, I don't know. I think, there's something touching about the fact that even today in woke Britain, there is an appealing side to an advert like that, featuring a man in his 60s and an 11 year old boy on bikes. Yeah, there is uh, something very lovely about that. about that. Especially you know? passing it on to the new generation. That's always a, a special thing, isn't it? Yes, it just, it just feels good. Um, Mike, are you there? Do you want a sandwich, Mike? No cross-talk today. Okay, we've got another five minutes to talk sandwiches. I'm wondering what Mike's favourite sandwich would be. Steak, surely. Steak, steak sandwich, absolutely. <laughs> even on a, even on a Friday, no. What would what would the Friday equivalent be? Perhaps um, he fish. prepares his Saturday steak sandwich on a Friday. Well, indeed, I he's not thought, here to tell us. So. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to coax him to the microphone. No, um, I actually think sandwiches are a really good thing to eat if you're a DJ because you know you can just have, have it, it at your elbow. Hmm. Every time there's an ad break, you can bite your. Um, do you know I have I have made a huge quantity of oh I've just had a popping noise which means I'm being told something. Um, I I ended up with two pumpkins yesterday. Okay, Mike said um, stay as long as you want. He's, okay, we, we've got a little bit longer today. Great. Um, <laughs> there we are. Um, yes, I got um, a couple of pumpkins given to me yesterday because of course there's always a huge surfeit of pumpkins after ha- Halloween. Nobody knows what to do with them. So I made a massive vat of what was supposed to be spicy pumpkin soup. Yes. And it was lovely, but it wasn't at all spicy. I don't know if I got the ingredients wrong, but it uh... was quite... It doesn't seem to me that pumpkin tastes very much. I can't bring myself to make pumpkin pie because nobody in my house will eat it. So I'm going to have a go at pumpkin bread instead. But if anyone else has any ideas, um, I think the thing with soup 
is that you need a lot of onion and maybe onion and garlic as the base, like quite a lot. I think that's what gives it the flavour. Well, that's my top tip of the week. Yeah. Lots of onion and or garlic when you make soup. I should have added garlic. There we go. Mm. Um, oh, on the subject of knee replacements, Mary's Dowry is saying my mum had her second knee replacement at 79. She was walking around in around a week with no pain. Isn't that um, amazing? Yeah. Wonders of modern medicine sometimes we have to be uh, amazed. It is. It's incredible. You know, and in another generation, that was just simply not possible. Yeah. You know, once you, once they were gone, they were gone. You know, you just... Yeah. Um, chicken lady saying, I believe knee replacement is my future. To be quite honest, I, I'm wondering if your average ice skater has a knee replacement before they're 30. Yeah. Um, knee replacement, hip replacement. heard in general... Um, I mean, I don't know. I'll probably be in the queue for the knee replacement as well. But something I've heard in general is that it's good for us to walk on different terrain, not only on concrete pavements or sidewalks, but on, on, on all different terrain, grass, mud, rocks. If we do that mm -hmm. regularly, our body just adapts and it actually makes your bones and your ligaments stronger. So... Yeah, okay. I can't remember where I heard that from, but I've taken it as a, a general life hint or life hack. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. It's true. I suppose we probably, certainly in towns, you do walk on hard surfaces a lot more. Yes. You don't often, yes. You don't often walk across grass. Um, I sort of, because yes, growing up in the country, that wasn't an issue, just we were constantly on different terrain. But now it's, mm. now, now that I live in a town, it's different. Um, oh, JT is suggesting pumpkin scones. Sounds good. That's yes, I will look that up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mary's Dowry saying, so, oh, here we go. Da, 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 da. Um, Friday sandwich, a bagel with cream cheese, smoked salmon and thinly sliced Spanish onion. That oh, does sound delicious. wonderful. Oh, that does sound good. <laughs> There's something about smoked salmon and cream cheese together in a bagel. Mm. It's just really good. Absolutely um, delicious. Yes. yes I, I always used to go into my office on Fridays when I, when I was still working part time. Um, I worked mostly from home, but I would go into London once a week and I'd always have lunch with a colleague and I'd always have the Spanish omelette, which was prepared for me by a Portuguese um, family. And he would always have the, the bagel with the with the smoked salmon and cream cheese. Lovely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Defender. When I was hmm? teaching the children just before lunch on a Friday, it was boys, actually, there was a certain time when the clock got to just before 12 or whatever it was lunchtime they would start wriggling in their seats with excitement and they would start whispering to each other fish and chip friday because the <laughs> school canteen didn't serve chips because you know they were trying to be somewhat vaguely healthy they did not serve chips on monday tuesday wednesday or thursday but friday was fish and chip friday and the children loved it they really would get excited <laughs> Well, that's we used to be fed chips all the time at school. Yeah, it was just a cheap, easy way to fill us up. It is cheap, and it does fill you up, but it's not super healthy, is it? Really? Well, we actually had a vote when I was uh, I was in my second year at secondary school that somebody, one of the children, complained we've got chips all the time, yes. and um, so there was actually a vote, and we voted to limit the number of times we had um, chips uh, to twice a week. Gosh, that was a very um, democratic way to run the school. Yes, it was one of the few times I remember this happening. And, but, <laughs> but a substantial minority were lobbying for three times a week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, a defender saying, I need some new knees and a new back. Yeah, you might be waiting a while for a new spinal column. Um, <laughs> oh, new gosh. knees. So I wouldn't I fancy that surgery, I have to be honest. 
<laughs> I don't know if you can have your, your vertebrae replaced. I'm sure there's amazing what no, is possible. No, I think you can have it fused. Yes. Um, um, gosh. <laughs> um, well, I know somebody who had that done and then could never have an epidural. Oh, this would the, be a problem if you were in childbearing age. Yes, when when she was when she was pregnant, she had to have it because this is a skater, of course. Um, right. Had to have some had to have some vertebrae fused, and they said yes. The one thing is that you could never have a spinal anesthesia because there isn't the gap to yes. put the needle in. Um, Dr. Torres saying people who enjoy steak don't go wasting it by putting it on bread and making a sandwich <laughs> out of it. Absolutely not sacrilege. You're out of communion with the church of steak. The gates of hell will not prevail. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, we've got you to keep us on the straight and narrow, Dr. Torres. <laughs> the heresy basher. Well done. <laughs> Yes, like the, the, the coffee police, isn't it? Um, yes. <laughs> I do like that advert. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the exclamation when, when Mike opens the door. Ave Maria 472, my daughter made pumpkin pancakes the other day. They were delicious. She used this recipe. I'd never thought of making pumpkin pancakes. That's such a good idea. Well, um, since you, if you still have pumpkins left over, it's, uh, mm. it's good to have ideas to do with yeah. them, isn't it? Um, Maggie, your pumpkin soup looks so much more delicious than mine turned out. Um, that bacon on the top that's a very yeah. nice maybe that's the thing to addition. do not today but yes mm. maybe it's just to add stuff and croutons that looks like croutons that's also mm. very nice in soup yes croutons are always good um denise um saying uh, thank you mary zara you, i turned 70 a few months ago and i'm in good health so doctor said this is a good time i need to raising a five-year-old is exhausting well exactly you need to be running around because i'm guessing he is um yes yeah, so. yeah hats off to you denise it's um age is very much in the mind a lot not always but off, much of it isn't it you just decide that you're going to do something and then it and then you yeah. do it <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Mary's Dowry saying, well, can also substitute brie. I do like brie cheese very, very much. Mm. Um, ah, now I think this is it. I think I need to start looking at um, looking at a different recipe. Uh, Maggie has put a pumpkin soup recipe in the there. I did. Okay, I, I will have a look. Uh, Philip <laughs> said, I finally did fish and chips on in lard last Friday. It was great. Um, oh, Philip says the king dude has a shrimp. What's a po boy on Friday? Um, as a last sandwich okay thank you um, the king dude said that pumpkin soup is to die for right okay um, I will I will give it a try then, I have one more pumpkin to use up that's the voice of experience I presume that was your yes dinner. sounds <laughs> good lunch. Mm. Um, Denise and by the way I'm wearing my convert t-shirt with extra ecclesium nulla salus on it thanks for making it king dude um, and Maggie saying today Philip I'll be making clam chowder hmm um, chicken, uh, chicken lady say I made chocolate chip cookie dough, half butter, half lard. I um, rendered myself. I'll bake today. We'll see how they come out. Yes, um, lard sounds so disgusting, doesn't it? But it has its place <laughs> in our cuisine. It can be really good. Mm. See, my mother would never allow it in the house. She was like, lard, we use olive oil in this house. Thank you very much. But yeah, fact, it's you can't... true. Lard is absolutely not a Mediterranean dish, <laughs> is it? <laughs> but then you can't, in fact, you can't use olive oil for everything. Mm. It does have a definite taste. 
Um, or oh, defender yes. saying you can get discs in your back replaced. I had a doctor that wanted to do it 15 years ago, but was considered an experimental surgery at the time, and my ins wouldn't um, insurance wouldn't cover it. Yes, I'm always nervous about um, about experimental surgery, but I suppose someone has to do it. Experimental um, surgery and one spine. It's a yeah, quite delicate thing. <laughs> oh, this this is the the shrimp. Okay, Maggie, that that looks really. I'm not a shrimp eater, but that does look very delicious. That looks delicious. Yeah. Oh, Pino is short for poor boy. Okay, right. Poor boy. You're not so poor, really. Dish and Chip Friday and the children loved it. They really would get excited. <laughs> oh, that's we used to be fed chips all the time at school. Yeah. It was just a cheap, easy way to fill us up. It is cheap and it does fill you up, but it's not super healthy, is it, really? Well, we actually had a vote when I was... Uh, in my second year at secondary school that somebody one of the children complained you've got chips all the time yes. and um so there was actually a vote and we voted to limit the number of times we had um chips uh, to twice a week gosh that was a very um, democratic way to run the school yes it was one of the few times i remember this happening and but, <laughs> but a substantial minority were lobbying for three times a week okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah well a defender saying i need some new knees and a new back yeah, you might be waiting a while for a new spinal column. Um, <laughs> new so I wouldn't I mean, fancy could, that surgery, I have to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if you can have your, your vertebrae replaced. I'm sure it's amazing what no, is possible. No, I think you can have it fused. Yes. Um, um, gosh. <laughs> um, well, I know somebody who had that done and then could never have an epidural. Oh, this would the, be a problem if you were in childbearing age. Yes, when when she was when she was pregnant, she had to have it because this is a skater, of course. Um, right. Had to have some had to have some vertebrae fused, and they said yes. The one thing is that you could never have a spinal anesthesia because there isn't the gap to yes. put the needle in. Um, Dr. Torres saying people who enjoy steak don't go wasting it by putting it on bread and making a sandwich <laughs> out of it. Absolutely not sacrilege. You're out of communion with the church of steak. The gates of hell will not prevail. Oh dear. <laughs> well, we've got you to keep us on the straight and narrow, Dr. Torres. <laughs> the heresy basher. Well done. <laughs> Yes, like the, the, the coffee police, isn't it? Um, yes. I do like that advert. Um, it's, it's, the, it's the exclamation when, when Mike opens the door. Ava Maria 472, my daughter made pumpkin pancakes the other day. They were delicious. She used this recipe. I'd never thought of making pumpkin pancakes. That's such a good idea. Well, um, since you, if you still have pumpkins left over, it's, uh, mm. it's good to have ideas to do with uh, them, isn't it? Um, Maggie, your pumpkin soup looks so much more delicious than mine turned out. Um, that bacon on the top that's a very yeah. nice maybe that's the thing to addition. do not today but yes mm. maybe it's just to add stuff and croutons that looks like croutons that's also mm. very nice in soup yes croutons are always good um denise um saying uh, thank you mary zara I, used, I turned 70 a few months ago and i'm in good health so doctor said this is a good time i need to raising a five-year-old is exhausting well exactly you need to be running around because i'm guessing he is um yeah, so. yeah hats off to you denise it's um age is very much in the mind a lot not always but off, much of it isn't it you just decide that you're going to do something and then it and then you yeah. do it <laughs> absolutely uh mary's dowry saying we well, can also substitute brie i do like brie cheese very very much mm. um ah now i think this is it i think i need to start looking at um looking at a different recipe uh, maggie has put a pumpkin soup recipe in the there i did okay i, I will have a look uh, philip <laughs> said i finally did fish and chips on in lard last friday it was great um oh philip says the king dude has a shrimp what's a po boy on friday um 
at a last sandwich. Okay, thank you. Um, the king did said that pumpkin soup is to die for. Right, okay. Um, I will I will give it a try then, because I have one more pumpkin to use up. That's the voice of experience. I presume that was your yes. dinner. <laughs> Sounds good. Lunch. Mm. Yeah. Um, Denise, and by the way, I'm wearing my convert T-shirt with extra Ecclesium Nulla Salus on it. Thanks for making it, King Dude. Um, and Maggie saying, today, Philip, I'll be making clam chowder. Mm. Um, chicken, uh, chicken lady saying, I made chocolate chip cookie dough, half butter, half lard. I... Um, rendered myself i'll bake today we'll see how they come out yes um, lard sounds so disgusting doesn't it but it has its place <laughs> in our cuisine it can be really good mm. see my mother would never allow it in the house because like lard we use olive oil in this house thank you very much but yeah fact, it's you can't... true lard is absolutely not a mediterranean dish <laughs> is it <laughs> but then you can't in fact you can't use olive oil for everything mm. it does have a definite taste um, or oh, defender yes. saying you can get discs in your back replaced. I had a doctor that wanted to do it 15 years ago, but was considered an experimental surgery at the time, and my ins wouldn't um, insurance wouldn't cover it. Yes, I'm always nervous about um, about experimental surgery, but I suppose someone has to do it. Experimental um, surgery and one spine. It's yeah. a quite delicate thing. <laughs> oh, this is this is the the shrimp. Okay, Maggie, that that looks really. I'm not a shrimp eater, but that does look very delicious. That looks delicious. Yeah. Oh, Pino is short for poor boy. Okay, right. Poor boy. You're not so poor, really. Don't no. feel too sorry for the person that's having that for their lunch. Alpha <laughs> um, Maria saying, we will try out your cookies for you, chicken lady. There we are. That sounds like fun. Well, listen, I'm afraid we are going to have to wind things up, though I could happily talk about food all day. I don't know about you, Sarah. Um, uh, it sounds fun. I know. I'm supposed to do this thing called work. So, yes, yeah. I'll have to be on at some point. <laughs> I'm going to have I'm now going to have soup and bagels for lunch. Mm. This is our lunchtime almost. Well, Sarah, it's been lovely to have you on the show again. Sorry we've had to be away, but see you next week, I hope. Yes. Thank you for having okay. me, Fiala. It's been great to join you today it is 25 minutes past the hour it's been my absolute pleasure to bring you the early show all the way from england in the calm after the storm don't forget to write to me at fiorella at crusadechannel.com and the crusader stadium chat room is open for your commentary as well at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat i will leave you now with the king dude mike church himself you're listening to the crusade channel live talk radio the way it should be.